You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, and joining me in the studio today are Ken and Jeff. How's it going? Uh, hey, what's up? I think I just woke up like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, Ken slept uh, on the carpet in the office here uh, last night, uh, still wearing the same shirt from last night, which was a uh, Chips TV series uh, official t-shirt merchandise. It's my favorite shirt. It's your favorite shirt. What are you going to do? You don't really care for the show, but you love the shirt. Right. The shirt is really, really good. Uh, so Matt isn't here. Uh, if you guys have seen recently, uh, Elon Musk was uh, taking part in his simulation by uh, taking a drag off of a uh, blunt. And uh, Matt, it was basically a, a homing beacon that Matt had to go and uh, fix some of the parts in his robotic body uh, that Elon Musk was calling him. So he went over to Elon uh, to over the SpaceX uh, Industries to get his, uh, his stuff fixed. So uh, Matt will be back another episode, so we, we will miss him, but hopefully he'll come back stronger uh, and, uh, you know, more titanium-ish or something. Uh, but in the studio today, we have a very special guest, uh, someone that we found out was local, like right around the corner, which is great. And uh, that's John Gomez. How's it going? Good. Good, Good to be uh, here. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you found the show, and uh, how you got into trivia? All right. I am uh, local to this area, graduate of LT. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, Got three beautiful kids, gorgeous wife, and uh, met you, or I found out about you guys over at uh, Brixie's, awesome burgers, free bacon on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. Been playing trivia in some form my whole life, mm -hmm. even met my wife playing trivia. Oh, nice. And uh, it all started with watching my mom play uh, Jeopardy, uh, yelling at the screen, and uh, <laughs> just took off from there. Wonderful. Trivia brings people together. Yes. It does. Uh, and I'm also thinking... Occasionally it tears us apart, but most of the time it brings us together. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, too, the Trebek beard is because of us, right? Trebek beard? Yeah. You, you do. You, have you not seen the glory that is Alex Trebek's new beard? Right beard? Yes. Oh, oh my God. It wow. is fantastic. It's like his own hockey season, own playoff season. <laughs> uh, well, just like John... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, just like John said, uh, you know, trivia, uh, bringing people together, like him and his wife. Uh, it's also bringing us together with our special guest host today, and that's Paul Paquette. How's it going, Paul? It's going wonderfully. How are you? It's great to be here with you guys. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's wonderful to have you. Uh, we uh, have been talking for a while about having you on, but uh, why don't we let you take it away and tell us what you've been up to because it's been uh, quite a busy year for you. 
Yeah, it's actually been an amazing year trivia-wise. I won a medal for Canada at the European Quizzing Championships. Congrats. Uh, yeah, I um, I don't know if you're familiar with Learn League, but I managed to win an A-Rundle. Ooh, nice. Oh, that was more like, I don't know if you remember that Australian speed skater who won a gold medal because everybody ahead of him crashed. That's kind of what happened <laughs> the last couple of days. Hey, whatever All works. All the good players lost their games, and I managed to sneak in and win, so that happened. Yeah, just a lot of really excellent stuff. Went to Geek Bowl for the first time. Uh, I was on uh, Trivia Warfare. I'm doing this. So awesome. It's a... Uh, been a good time. Well, yeah, we're we're uh, so happy to have you on the show, and uh, and I'm personally grateful we're not facing him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because we would definitely crash and burn early, and you could just kind of you know uh, like a tortoise just go very slowly to the end, and you'd be fine. Uh, but no, thank you very much for joining us today and for being a listener. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I love the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, uh, I guess uh, Ken, who do you want to throw it to before we get started? Let's throw it to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. All right, cool. So um, I think me and John are going to team up. We both had uh, some pretty late nights last night. Uh, we're pretty tired. Uh, we're going to be the Nightman Slummeth. Okay, the Nightman Slummeth, team one. Uh, Jeff, I'll let you pick what we are. Well, I, originally I think they were going to be the Night Owls. Okay. So I wanted to be the Daymen. Okay. And then... I think that's stuck, and we've evolved into an Always Sunny reference for those who didn't get it by now. All right, the day men. Uh, I will say, actually, I also had a late night last night. Uh, I saw uh, Roadhouse on the big screen at the Logan Theater, <laughs> which I was super excited about. John's laughing because the poster's right behind me. Um, <laughs> but And a fun fact, it was the second time in a row I saw Roadhouse on the big screen because I saw it on Friday night as well. <laughs> I, I also kind of saw Roadhouse last night because Neil snapped me the entire... <laughs> throat rip scene <laughs> i did from the theater from the theater uh yeah people were cheering uh although i will say there was one uh patron last night uh while we were watching the movie people were having a good time clapping at the right points laughing at the other points but she decided to shush everyone anytime something funny happened and someone laughed she went shh and you know she's seen a she's seen a criterion collection uh <laughs> movie coming up soon i guess so uh awesome well paul uh, we're gonna throw it over to you and uh let you take over all right so uh, I try to write 10, 15 questions a day. The best of those I use in the Ottawa Trivia League every week. Once a year, I get the best questions from the Ottawa Trivia League for a corporate thing I do every year. And recently, the 20th anniversary of, of Trivia League, so I took the best of 20 years of questions, gathered those for a special event. And I'm taking favorite ones from that for today. Wow, the so best we can of call the best. This, this is the best of the best. Or... The cream of the crop. <laughs> yes, on, I love it. On brand, cream of the crop. I know. I, I'm a listener. You can tell. <laughs> That's right. All right. So we're going to start uh, with something that I hope is easy, but we'll see. In an accidentally horrifying commercial, what Muppet cannibalistically orders three Denny's Grand Slam breakfasts complete with bacon and sausage? I think we're good here. We're both writing the same answer down, yeah? I believe so. Yeah. All right. Okay, we're good. Okay, yeah, we are also in. Jeff uh, seemed to know this right away. 
Uh, well, I feel like if you're being cannibalistic and you're having bacon and sausage, uh, you're probably thinking of the Muppet Miss Piggy. Yeah, unless Denny's uh, bacon and sausage is made of some sort of mystery meat, <laughs> we are going to go with Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh, Kirby. It, it is indeed Miss Piggy. I was, I was um, waiting for the frog revelation to drop. <laughs> uh, stroking is the basic form. Cranking is more powerful but less accurate. These are techniques for doing something. What? Oh, do you know it? That was my thought, yeah. Well, he said the word accurate, right? Yes. You said it's less accurate, so I don't think it's okay. that. Um, do you want to lock in, lock in with that? I feel like it's just right between our fingers, right? It's yeah. just slipping away. I don't know why I hit a Boston accent there all of a sudden. You want to lock in right away? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Are you guys locked in? No. No? Okay. We'll, we'll lock in. Oh, my God. I did it again. You can lock in with your... Okay. With whatever you want. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. We'll lock in with... Should I say it? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So they're locked in. Uh, so we wrote down rowing first. Well, uh, <laughs> what's your gut say? We'll go with your gut. Uh, well, you and I both seem to be uh, on the fence with rowing to okay. start. So let's, let's go rowing All for right, the so weird... We're going to lock in with uh, with rowing. What do you guys got, John? We also locked in with rowing. Ooh. Um, it's actually bowling. Oh, oh yeah, that's okay though. Do you, uh, I'm glad none of us went with our real first guess, but that's right. one but, of us in the room here right. is an Olympian at it. So <laughs> fun little trivia tidbit: lefties have a better uh, chance at getting a strike than a righty because all the oil gets pushed over to the left from repeated throws huh. down the lane, oh. so they don't have any of those spots of uh, high friction. Are you a lefty? No. Oh, so none of us here are going to win no. with any strikes. But that's that's interesting to know. All right, we got our third one. In the 1950s, Kent Cigarettes came up with a Micronite filter billed as, quote, the greatest health protection in cigarette history. What was this filter? And as a hint, it most definitely was not the greatest health protection in cigarette history. <laughs> if there's any way of making smoking even less healthy, the Micronite filter achieved this. Achieved this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're locked in. You're locked in. <clears throat> okay. Uh, any thoughts on this one? I'm just trying to think of what they would put in a filter. Like. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. I mean, like a like a cotton or I don't even know. Yeah, I was thinking like cotton or maybe like steel wool. Something flammable would be really funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. What would they put in there? Steel um, wool's flammable. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's because the um, the surface area is so high relative to the normal steel you see. It's much much more flammable. Um, I don't know. Uh, Man, that's tough. I, I immediately I wrote down menthol, but then when the question took a turn, I was like, "What would make it worse?" Um, I don't even know much, much. much I don't know what worse. menthol does in cigarettes. <laughs> I think it just changes Is the taste, flavor. It's yeah, cool. I'm kind of lost on this one. All right, uh, we're just just for the fun of it, we're gonna lock in with steel wool, <laughs> and we are gonna say the filter was made with asbestos. It was asbestos. Ooh, that makes a lot of sense. That's a great, great answer. Yeah. On the bright side, you're not going to set yourself on fire when you're smoking it. So that's something. Just your lungs are going to go on fire. Yes, that's right. Excellent. London's Canterbury Square now has dozens of closed-circuit cameras trained on it. Ironically, what very famous book was written there in the 1940s? I mean, that's the only... Yeah, that makes sense. It fulfills two criteria. We're locked. Okay. I, I believe we're also locked in. Um, are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay, we're locked that. in. We went with uh, George Orwell's 1984. We also went with George Orwell's 1984. And you're both correct. I, I thought that question was going to veer into the uh, 
the story about Shia LaBeouf uh, when he Shia was LaBeouf. there was a camera and he went up and he like started ranting at the was camera. Was that in New Mexico or something like that? Maybe, yeah, I can't remember, but I, I thought there was one in <laughs> London. But he he basically okay. people could go and like say hi or whatever, and he started ranting into the camera, and then he got in trouble and arrested. Was that, that was that the just do it? No, I wish it was. <laughs> is that is that Trafalgar Square where they have the horse that everybody keeps trying to like climb is, on? I and, think so. And the Bobby's I used to walk constantly. past uh, Trafalgar Square all the time. <laughs> Kenneth, what in London? I used to walk past Trafalgar Square oh. all the time. Very nice. You've been to London. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay. Uh, Polish immigrant Henrik Sawiak was the only other person killed in New York City on what specific day? When he was shot after mistakenly wandering into Bed Stuy. Okay, all right, we're we're locked in. <laughs> Nothing, right? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Right. We, we're tapping. You're tapping. Uh, yeah, we just went with uh, July fourth, eighteen ninety six. Well, we're gonna take a bit of a dark turn here. This is nine eleven. Oh, I, I didn't yeah. think it was that would be the answer. I but... wondered about that. Yeah. Wow. When in doubt, always put something down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I guess we probably should have. I was going to put that down, but I thought it was, it was like, like a historical it, thing. As far as like dates, I know. I was just like, all right, well, Kennedy was in Dallas. That was 11 mm-hmm. Or no, 11 11 Yeah. 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 I had the wrong way around. Um, I was trying to think if it was like maybe one of the presidential assassinations if it happened in New York, but huh, weird. I feel very sorry for this poor guy. Yeah. Because uh, people probably didn't care much that Hendrik Zwayek died on 9 11 compared to everything else going on. But, yeah, he got kind of uh, drowned out by the news. Yes. Uh, let's do questions that are actually dumb jokes. Okay. <laughs> bet it all. Bring, bet it bring all. the mood back up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had an O.J. Simpson question. I'm going to toss that too. It just actually. didn't fit, right? The question. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, what dinosaur can be defined as a speed raptor in a direction raptor? We're locked in. Uh, okay. You, you guys can answer first if you want. Uh, we had a Velociraptor. Yep, if you have speed in a direction, you have velocity. So a velociraptor. That's right. And for the kids at home, there's no such thing as a speed raptor or a direction raptor. Can you prove that? But if there were, you'd be in trouble. I can't. That's true. I cannot cannot disprove that. (laughs) I thought that's how you get velociraptors. You breed speed and direction raptors together. (laughs) No, that's an Indominus Rex, like our our last episode. According to TripAdvisor, what is the world's least hygienic tourist attraction? Oh, I think we're in. Matt's bathroom. Wait, we can't. Oh, yes. Yeah. That make, that's a good guess. Yeah. I like it. We're locked in. All right. So we could talk. Yeah. Yep. It would be something that everybody keeps touching, like the nose on a statue or... Uh... What about Seattle's uh, gum wall? <laughs> Is there something that everybody kisses or licks? Oh, yeah. Mick Jagger? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Read my trip advisor. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Tastes like success. Hugh Hefner, not an acceptable let's answer. Let's go with the gum wall. All right. Let's do it. Um, I think it's probably the Blarney Stone. No. It is the Blarney what Stone. What do people do? They kiss it. They kiss it. Oh. Well, apparently about, in addition to Don't they kiss the Wailing Wall, too? Or, or what do they do with the Wailing Wall? Yeah, but you have a lot more surface area at the Wailing Wall. This is concentrated on hygienic stone. In the so. desert heat burns up all the bacteria. <laughs> what were you going to say, Paul? Well, apparently in addition to all the slobbering from the tourists, supposedly the caretakers urinate on it every night. Uh, so oh, just, that makes things considerably worse. Just to get back at the tourists? Apparently, Urine yeah. is sterile. Ammonia. Yeah, it's got ammonia mm, in it. Not always. <laughs> So is that, that's why Bill Bear Grylls is always by the Blarney Stone. <laughs> All right. 
Our next one up. In 2017, John Hurt died in January, and Harry Dean Stanton died in September. They are the first two of the main cast of a movie to die, and coincidentally, they also died in that order in the movie. Name the movie. So John Hurt, I think, actually, it's not Sean Bean with the most movie deaths. It's actually John Hurt, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, well, no, someone else said that... um... Well, Sean Bean has a vast amount of television deaths as well. Mm. (laughs) Actually, there's a great TV John Hurt Let's go with this. Well, we're we're locked in. You're locked in? Can you think of any... I, I can see the movie, and I, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart. But There's one iconic John Hurt death that everybody knows, okay. which is Alien. Uh, oh, yeah, that's correct. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he dies first in Alien. Uh, and if you would have watched Coupling per my suggestion, that would be fresh of mind. So I have all the time in the world to watch another show. There is a John Hurt moment. Uh, but yeah, that's no, it. that's correct. He does die first in <laughs> Alien. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Tom Skerritt. He's still around. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, we're going to lock in with Alien. Yep. We had Alien. It is indeed Alien. And Tom Skerritt would be next, by the way, based on the pattern of the movie. So. Is he in the next is that a movie that's coming out? Oh, I don't know. Maybe he should. He probably should be. I would think, yeah. right? Well, I'd, if he's not... I'd be very careful if I were him because he's due. Yeah, just don't get in any uh, F-16s or whatever in Top Gun 2. Born Amethyst Kelly in Australia. She literally adopted her porn star name as her stage name. Who is this? So the porn star name thing is you take your childhood pet, the street you grew up on, and that's your porn star name. So Amethyst Kelly literally adopted her porn star name as her stage name. Who, who, what is that stage name? Oh God, I know. I wrote a question about this and it's killing me right now because I, I looked up the name and I was like, oh, Amethyst, that's great. Um, I don't know if it's, if it's that one that you wrote down. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's it. You're in. Okay. So Jeff and I were just trying to think of famous Australian women um, who might have used a stage name. So he immediately wrote down Kylie Minogue, Elle McPherson, Nicole Kidman. Although I think Elle McPherson and Nicole Kidman are there. Well, I don't know about Nicole Kidman. I, I don't think it's... I, if you would have written it down, I feel like it would have struck something in my head because I, like I was saying, I wrote a question about this and uh, I think I might have scrapped it, but Amethyst. Uh, Any other famous Australian musicians we're missing? I feel like there's got to be at least another one or two. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I don't, I'm going to kick myself when I hear it, but we'll just go your, your gut, your favorite. We'll go Kylie Minogue. I could definitely see, uh, Neil looking up a question about Iggy Azalea. Uh, that's it. That's correct. She's so fancy. That was the other one. I was like, I couldn't come up with a name, but oh, man. don't forget about Natalie and Brulia for your list. There you go. God, it's Iggy Azalea. I don't right know now. about that. I'm always torn. It is. It is Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Think about that meme too. You have, uh, your your childhood pet, the street you grew up on, and if you throw in your mother's maiden name, you have identity theft. So <laughs> it's a fun party game. I have a, I have a really good one, by the way. Mine is uh, Sunny Laverne. That's a really good name. Uh, so it's your pet in the street you grew up on. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's boring. Mine's Tippy Seven. <laughs> uh, let's do some dead libertarians. Okay. Uh, University of Nebraska Lincoln student Derek Kuyper was militantly opposed to seatbelts, writing in a Daily Nebraska editorial, quote, it is my choice what type of safety precautions I take. How did he die? Go ahead. Take a wild guess. Let's just just stick with the obvious here. All right, so they're they're locked in. So the obvious is is car crash. Yeah. Uh, But do you think he would have died from uh, internal wounds from the seatbelt? 
Like he put the seatbelt on finally and then he got nuke or something. <laughs> no. That's that's just wild enough to, to maybe be the right answer. Paul's putting us into a corner here, so it's just a matter of how we get out of it. Should we just say car accident? I feel like it's wrong, but... Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we're going to say car accident. We said car accident as well. It is car accident. Yeah. Oh, man. It was so stressful. I thought we were, you were tricking us. <laughs> Sorry. No, I mean, it's good. Uh, so going into the swing round, it looks like uh, Team Dayman or Daymen uh, has 60 points. And in the lead right now are Team Nightman Slummoth. Is that your name? Yeah. 70 points. Thank you. Yeah. So they're ahead by 10. So, Paul, what do you have for us uh, for a swing round today? This is something we do in the Auto Trivia League a lot. I, I take the plots of two movies connect them so uh communists or their teenagers fight communist zombies of the mall red dawn of the dead mm-hmm. okay so there may be little spots here where i'm sort of sorting through them to see which ones i think work okay so i think we're doing 10 of these for five points a piece yeah okay. okay eddie murphy starts a childcare business one of his kids is adam sandler's son but the two of them keep peeing on murphy's building george clooney reunites the gang one more time to help henry fonda trick a jury into not convicting one of their friends of stabbing a man to death. Yep. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson con their way into a reception for Julia Roberts, who stole her buddy's fiance. <laughs> You're speaking my language, Paul. Through a series of letters written to God, we learn that an African-American has escaped an abusive family situation to become a rock star thanks to an electrifying performance at the First Avenue. Okay. This movie teams up Batman, The Invisible Man, Aquaman, Tom Sawyer, and Cyborg. Jin Erso is committed to a cruel mental hospital after she keeps insisting she is part of a rebel alliance to steal Imperial blueprints. Ben Affleck and his brother Casey team up to find a missing little girl whom they think has been kidnapped, but who actually faked the entire thing. That's a great one. A married Danish baroness falls in love with an African-American, but the relationship is challenged by the weirdly racist stuff her family says and does. An army captain is sent into Cambodia to terminate an extremely ancient Egyptian mutant who has gone insane and who is preparing to destroy humanity. A billionaire industrialist is held prisoner in Afghanistan where he slowly goes mad eventually wearing a suit of armor and battling windmills he thinks are dragons. Okay, we are going to split up and figure out these answers. Neil and I will step out, that way you guys can talk. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, we've had some time to uh, discuss and all the answers are locked in. All right, so our first one, Eddie Murphy starts a childcare business. One of his kids is Adam Sandler's son, but the two of them keep peeing on Murphy's building. Uh, we went with Big Daddy Daycare. We also went with the same, Big Daddy Daycare. Big Daddy Daycare. George Clooney reunites the gang one more time to help Henry Fonda trick a jury into not convicting one of their friends of stabbing a man to death. Uh, so we went with uh, Ocean's 12 Angry Men. Yeah, I, I do take exception with the word tricked in that question. But yep. uh, yeah, Ocean's 12 Angry Men. Yes, it is Ocean's 12 Angry Men. Vince Vaughn and Wilson come their way into a reception for Julia Roberts, who stole her buddy's fiance. We went with uh, My Best Friend's Wedding Crashers. Yeah, we agree. My Best Friend's Wedding Crashers. Yep, that is right. And this, I think, is maybe the toughest one of the set here. Uh, through a series of letters written to God, we learn that an African-American has escaped an abusive family situation to become a rock star thanks to an electrifying performance at the First Avenue. Yeah, I had no idea about this one, so I put an answer by Ken based on Precious, based on a novel pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> I think I might have just figured it out, but uh, we went with The Color Purple Rain. It is the color purple. Oh, good. Rain. Okay, that was good. Uh, this movie teams up Batman, the Invisible Man, Aquaman, Tom Sawyer, and Cyborg. This is uh, Justice League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Good. Yeah, we were a little worried about this one. Uh, I, I forgot Invisible Man was in the clue because then I would have said we were one hundred percent right. But yeah, oh, we okay. put Justice League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jen Urso is committed to a cruel mental hospital after she keeps insisting she is part of a Rebel Alliance plan to steal Imperial blueprints. We went with Rogue One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ah, the Ken Kesey classic. We too went uh, one ro Rogue One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And you were all right. I like this next one quite a bit, actually. Ben Affleck and his brother Casey <laughs> team up to find a missing little girl whom they think has been kidnapped, but who actually faked the entire thing. Uh, that would be Gone Baby Gone Girl. We also went with Gone Baby Gone Girl. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't miss the Lahane question. <laughs> But, you know, every so often, you, I, we do, I do one of these because it's a fixture of my league. And I think, wow, that's actually a movie I'd kind of like to see. Yeah. So uh, another one that might be a little bit tricky. A married Danish baroness falls in love with an African-American. But the relationship is challenged by the weirdly racist stuff her family says and does. This one was difficult for us. Um, I have not seen one of these movies featured in my answer, but it seemed uh, to fit... Uh, you know, word-wise, so we went with Get Out of Africa. Yeah, so this one uh, is the one that took us a little bit longer, uh, but then I remembered uh, the year of my birth, the Best Picture winner was Sidney Pollack's Get Out, uh, or excuse me, Get Out, yeah, was, uh, <laughs> out, of, was out of Africa, and uh, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh yeah, Meryl Streep is a Baroness. Um, and then as soon as he said Out of Africa, I was like, oh, it's Get Out, obviously. Yeah, so, so. Get Out of Africa. It depresses me that you were born the year that Get Out of, get out of Africa came out. That's a sad thing for me. I know. I'm sorry. That's okay. 
Uh, an army captain is sent into Cambodia to terminate an extremely ancient Egyptian mutant who has gone insane who is preparing to destroy humanity. Uh, we're going to go with X-Men Apocalypse now. That sounds about right. The overture cued X-Men Apocalypse uh, now. That, that is right. A billionaire industrialist is held prisoner in Afghanistan where he slowly goes mad, eventually wearing a suit of armor and battling windmills he thinks are dragons. <laughs> we went with uh, Iron Man of La Mancha. Yep. Don Quixote, Iron Man of La Mancha. Iron Man of La Mancha. We got uh, Team Damon. Got 50 points on that. And you guys got 45? 45. 45. So very high scoring swing round there, uh, which is going to bring our totals going into round two. 110 for the Daymen and 115 115 so still in the lead uh the nightman slummeth belgian researchers discover that all 10 of the most borrowed books from the main antwerp library tested positive for traces of cocaine moreover what el james book also came back positive for herpes we're locked in <laughs> el james sex. i don't know what's uh yeah yeah um i don't know who wrote it it's just we're going to go with Joy of Sex. Okay. Uh, it's actually... The Kama Sutra. It's actually Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is Fifty Shades of Grey. How a book gets infected with herpes is something I don't really want to think about a lot, but... We'll just uh, ask Jeff every Friday night. This is why I don't use the public library. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you've been banned. I think the circus is back to bowling question, actually. <laughs> Was that the public library or the pubic library? Ah. Quick story about pubic, really quick, if the you don't mind. <laughs> It's not too bad. So I was in uh, seventh grade, I think seventh or uh, seventh or eighth grade. Anyway, elementary school right around the corner here. John would know where it is. I won't say the name. It starts with a K. But uh, <laughs> so we were there and uh, my friend, Tony Montague, uh, rest in peace, great guy. He, he died a few years back. Uh, we were running for um, public relations office, like the school politics or whatever. There's like, you know, president, vice president, public relations and whatever. So we were like, oh, let's run. It'll Talking be about school council. School council. Thank you. So we're like, oh, let's run for school council. So we're like, uh, okay, so we're going to run for public relations. Uh, people know us pretty well. We're in seventh grade. We had, I don't know, like 250 banners made up that my mom helped me make. We put them all over the school the night before the day of the election or whatever. So we, we that put, school's not big enough for 250 banners. It was a lot. Well, the, the overpass has like 100 windows, so it's pretty easy to get yeah, a lot of stuff. We put a lot area. of posters up. We had pins made and maybe a t-shirt or something. We had all this stuff, right? And then the next morning comes and my mom got a call and the, it was the principal. And he's like, you have to take all these signs down. And she's like, why? And she's like, because it says pubic relations. <laughs> Neil and Tony for pubic relations. So... <laughs> All of our signs were thrown out, and we lost because of that. We're no advertising. Because <laughs> you so. don't know how to spell. Yep. So, so when I left home this morning, my daughter asked where you're going. And I said, I'm going to do this podcast. She's like, Dad, I can't wait to listen to it. You're <laughs> <laughs> uh, killing me. How old is your daughter? She's 14. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll cut that part out. All right. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, Neil was younger at the time. So. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll put a... That's okay. Just go beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs> we have a bleep for like a minute and a half. Oh, maybe I'll put this as a Patreon bonus. I'll, I'll do like a Neil story. Okay, uh, sorry. An after dark. <laughs> um, although, since we're in censored territory anyway, uh, I had a question that I took out about uh, a certain breed of, spe- a certain species that's become extinct due to habitat destruction and it's pubic legs. That they're on the chair and become endangered because their habitat is disappearing. One of the few things that we've finally beaten. <laughs> Crabs. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Green Power Ranger Tommy Oliver 
was depowered during the second season of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but the actor came back as what new, extremely poorly named Power Ranger. That was his color. Right. I don't know what his name was. That would be poorly named. Just say it in your head. Oh, yes. You're right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're good. All right. Yeah, we're locked in. Jeff? Uh, uh, He was the White Ranger. Well, don't say the full name. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff feels very uncomfortable. The White Power Ranger. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, the White Power Ranger. That answer is correct. Uh, Along these lines, the National Domestic Violence Hotline lists 15 criteria for an abusive relationship. According to io9.com, what two Twilight characters meet all 15? Okay. But they're not in a relationship with each other. Oh. We're locked in. Right. Well, they're both kind of... So we were... uh, We wrote down Edward and Bella and Jacob, but I think the ones that were really in a relationship together were Edward and Bella. And probably Edward and Jacob in certain fan fiction, but uh, we're going to go with Edward and Bella. So you weren't on uh, Team Jacob then, I'm guessing? I don't have a team in this uh, in this. Race. You're, you don't have a dog in this fight. Your team, no fight. Twilight. No, you have to have team a dog no in the Twilight. fight. One of them's a werewolf. That's true. Uh, but we did not go with the werewolf. We went with the vampire team, uh, or not team, but we went with Edward and Bella. It is Edward and Bella. Uh, more questions that are actually terrible jokes. Okay. What is the volume of a pizza with a radius Z and a thickness of A? <laughs> This is a science thing. Do you know this answer, Jeff? Yeah. Okay, we're locked in. A radius of Z. Yeah, and a thickness of A. Yeah, not the DJ, Ken. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Well, the what, what were you looking for? The uh, area? Uh, the volume. The volume. What is the volume of a pizza with a radius Z and a thickness of A? Well, the area is pi r squared, right? Uh, and then the volume, you would multiply that by your height. I think it's just pizza. P-I-Z-Z-A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. P-I-Z-Z-A. That's a good thing that's what we had written down, because that's give why me, I was laughing. Give me pizza. Did I, do my, did I get yeah. the right answer with the wrong math? I don't it's, know. It's pizza. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the other thing. Pi times Z squared times A. Right. And instead of that, or you could use um, you could use Z-Z instead of Z squared. We've yeah. talked about this on the show before, right? About how much I love the... Olsen Twins, Give Me Pizza song. <laughs> I don't think we have, but now's a good time. Now's it's a good time. I think I've heard every episode. I don't remember that no. one. It is the, terrifying. The, no, no. The slow motion you have version. To li- yeah, listen to the slow motion <laughs> version of Give Me Pizza. Just Google it. It's on YouTube. Uh, and it's based, so basically the song is Give Me Pizza, P-I-Z-Z-A, Give Me Pizza. And then it's it's really funny uh, in slow motion because they sound like they're they're like possessed. It's like, Give Me Pizza. All right, sorry. We seem... You seem to be hunting for things to traumatize that poor man's daughter. I know. We'll cut that out, too. <laughs> we don't have to try very hard. <laughs> of Fred Durst and Robert Durst, oh. one of them is a despicable human being. <laughs> and the other one probably killed somebody. <laughs> Which one was the lead singer of Limp Bizkit? Yeah, we're locked in. We're locked in. Come on, give him a break, man. <laughs> Just made some bad music. The Durst. Directing sure movies now. Fi- I'm sure he's a fine man. What's his nickname? I don't know, but he's directing movies now. Fred Durst is the uh, singer of Limp Bizkit. Uh, I killed them all. Fred Durst. Yeah, it is. I'm sure, if, Fred, if you're listening, I'm sure you're a wonderful person. You give money to charity and you're terrific, but it's just fun to make fun of him. I hope he doesn't have one of those days. 
Yeah, he's got enough money to give to charity in those Janko jeans. What fictional town in Maine had a murder rate of 1,490 per million in the 1980s, which was 60% higher than Honduras, the world's murder capital? Okay, we're in. Okay, so, so he said 1980s. Right, which is yeah, Stephen King we're talking and, about here. And I've commonly heard this as a joke, but... In the TV show Murder, She Wrote, mm -hmm. they murder, like, more than half the town's population during the series run. Okay. So, I think it might be the show, or the uh, city from Murder, She Wrote. Well, what's the city, though? I have no idea. Okay. Do you have any idea? Murder, She Wrote, Phil. Yeah, right. Uh, well, we wrote, so initially we wrote Castle Rock, and we wrote Derry uh, from It. That's, um, the, that's the one I was trying to I could see that, too, Derry. though. The 1980s. Um <clears throat> I, it's a well I don't know I feel like it's a Stephen King question but your murder she wrote for the fact that I cannot name the town and murder she wrote I think we should go to Stephen King because I don't know oh that's fine so Derry is from it which in it the um, the 80s are where the book ends uh, okay but I don't feel like Derry I don't know if enough people died in, in it um, for that so Castle Rock it's a high body count Castle Rock is the show um, but I think he used it as a I don't know. I think Derry showed up in a couple books, though. Um, I don't know. Castle I'm, Rock? I'm fine going with whatever you think for the Stephen King angle, just because I've got no, I've got no towns. So Castle Rock is the name of the show, which is kind of topical right now, but I think that might be leading me in the wrong direction. But we, we said Derry, we said Castle Rock, we said Murder, She Wrote, so at least we, we got points for saying what we think might be the right answer. So we're going to go, we're going to lock in with Castle Rock. Yep. I wrote down Castle Rock and Town from It, question mark, and I went with Castle Rock. It's actually it, it's a place called Cabot Cove. Oh, way off. Yeah, which what is that from? Might literally be before some of you were born. But there we go. I have a theory. What by is the that way, from? That Jessica Fletcher was actually a serial killer. That she murdered all these people and framed oh, other people. Oh, it was people Murder She Wrote. Crimes. Yeah. Oh, that's my theory. Oh, wait. So what's the name of the town then for Murder She Wrote? Uh, Cabot Cove. Cabot Cove. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good job, Jeff. Yeah. I just I had no idea what the name of it was. I didn't either. I, that actually. So she really would be like the first Dexter. Yeah. yeah. And she would come up with incredibly clever ways of framing people that were so logical, and she planted evidence everywhere, and what was going off and killing people. That's my. I theory. really like that. Someone needs to edit that as the show like that, if that's what happens. And so. then baking them into pies. Yeah, right. What fictional mail order company's terrible products include invisible paint, dehydrated boulders, <laughs> giant rubber bands, super speed vitamins, disintegrating pistols, integrating pistols, and lots of birdseed. We're locked in. Yep. Uh, Acme. Yep, Acme. Acme, indeed. Uh, so we're up to number eight. A Kickstarter campaign tried to help John Spinello pay for a $25,000 operation to fix his teeth. Ironically, what game had Spinello invented? Punchy Teethy? <laughs> <laughs> I love a good old game of Punchy Teethy. It's kind of like Knifey Spoony. Call that a knife. That name kind of sounds familiar for this for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, I can see that. How many do you play games? Just not with my heart. Quit playing games, Neil. Um, so I think we're locked in. The name is kind of fitting with a game that I know that's pretty famous. Um, I don't know if it's from research or whatnot, but we're going to lock in so you guys can talk out loud. It's definitely more fun than a pillow fight. Okay, they're in. All right, I'm just thinking of. I, I don't know the name of the game, but if it has words like grin or braces or well there was uh something about the guy who invented operation getting screwed and i think he did actually need an operation 
for something. I didn't think it was dentistry. I thought it was something a little more like serious, but maybe that was what it is. And the name does sound familiar. And I heard like a, a news report about there, it. There is a game called Headbands that my kids play. And braces could be considered headbands. I don't know. I think it's operation, okay. to be honest with you. All right. So go with that. Punchy teethy does sound fun. I'm going to go with operation. I mean, as much as I wanted it to be something like knockout or sock and boppers, uh, we're also pretty sure it's operation. It is indeed operation. Good call. Hey, would you guys be down to get some sock and boppers and just <laughs> destroy each other? <laughs> Yeah, so as we can put out our YouTube channel. <laughs> one of my be fun as an adult. <laughs> I'm gonna put this out to all of our listeners. One of my goals, uh, if anyone's ever seen the movie Blank Check, which I was fond of, I yes. rewatched it recently, and it's and the fact fun. that like a 33 year old kisses a 12 year old straight on the lips is really weird. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, when he has all that money, he he does one. He puts those big sumo suits on and like yeah. hit. I want to do that, and I also want to do a thing where he has giant boxing gloves and then and a bouncy ring. Well. Neil, if you want to do like some wish fulfillment stuff, I'll I'll be happy to do that with you. Okay, that sounds good. Except just no boxing we'll just, gloves. We'll just spend we'll just spend a little bit of, of money doing some of the like goofy things that he does in blank check, and then we could just put it behind us. Yeah. <laughs> Close that book. Yeah, right. That sounds good. Just want a wall of TVs. So four it, three TVs. So it was operation yes. It is operation. Okay. Operation Dumbo Drop. I'm surprised you you don't <laughs> want go karts in your backyard. I want everything in blank check for the most part, just not the weird stuff. We'll go ride go-karts. That's fine. Yeah. All right. uh, Number nine. I want to get a kiss by a 33-year-old banker. I'll give you a a kiss right now. Jeff, wait a couple of years. Jeff, (laughs) been to a bank. (laughs) Go ahead. Sorry, Paul. Uh, Number nine. Quora user Kynan Eng figured out it cost nearly a trillion dollars to rescue what actor from his various predicaments? A handful of misadventures in the Middle East, World War II France, an interstellar outpost, Mars, and several other space missions. Okay, we're locked in. Can't wait to say the answer here. Matt Damon. (laughs) Matt Damon. That would be Matt Damon. Matthew Damon. Matt Damon, yes. And for 10, uh, this is a a tougher one, but I really, really like this question. So we're going to do this one. Uh, Maria Farkasanu was a wealthy fashion designer in Budapest until 1935 when she was pushed through an open window to her death. She was the only person to die in what specific manner, which ironically had been the title of a best-selling book the year before. And as an extra clue, I'll say this book has been made into a movie in the last year or two. With the same title? Yes. It's not the movie falling down. That must not be the way she died. Then the specific way she was thrown throughout, thrown, thrown through the window, which was defenestration, but did not die. Right? <laughs> I can think of a the, joke the answer. The window itself does not kill you. I can think of a joke answer. That's not a movie recently, but it was the sudden impact that killed her. <laughs> <laughs> would have been a 1934 book that they would have so a period piece they would have made into a movie in the last year. You fall into a Sharknado. The only known... 1935 book, Sharknado. (laughs) By F. Scott Fitzgerald. All right, yeah, we're going to tap. I don't know. Really? Okay. Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, Oh, yes. That was a terrible movie, too. Uh, Yeah, it was, actually. Do you like the Albert Finney version from the 70s? I haven't seen the Albert Finney version. Hercule Poirot. 
All right. So regulation is over. And after a great set of questions by Paul, it looks like the scores going into the final round are Team Nightman Slumeth with 185 and Team Damon with a very slight lead at 190. So uh, what are our categories today, Paul? So here are our five categories. Very Canadian music. Taiwanese baseball. Let's rethink that name. Dating in rock music is less innocent. And uh, nerds can be obsessive collectors. All right. So after writing random numbers over on Team Damon and uh, Team Nightman Slumeth probably actually putting some thought into their wagers, all of our wagers are locked in. All right. So our first one, very Canadian music. Canadian composer R. Murray Schaefer wrote North Slash White, a 1973 piece to be performed by an orchestra and what very Canadian mode of transportation. Our second one, Taiwanese baseball. What Taiwanese infielder made Vin Scully's day in 2007 when he hit his first major league single? Our third one, let's rethink that name. Greece named its Air Force Academy for what flying mythical figure who unfortunately (laughs) is best known for crashing? Yeah. Our fourth one. The Everly Brothers fell asleep in one on a date in Wake Up Little Susie. Alanis had a much more adult date in one in You Ought to Know. Where were they? Okay. And our fifth one, this is Nerds Can Be Obsessive Collectors. Meant as an April Fool's joke, Mattel eventually sold empty boxes purporting to contain what characters invisible playing. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she was... Or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, exactly. <laughs> What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Wheel! 
Cat and Jethro, Box of Oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected, as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the Box of Oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. So uh, before I do the questions, I just want to give myself a little bit of a plug. Because if you've enjoyed the questions today, we have 12 like it every day at TriviaHallOfFame.com. So you can go check that out. But anyway, uh, very Canadian music, number one. Uh, Canadian composer Armory Schaefer, nor- Northwest, a piece performed by an orchestra. And what very Canadian mode of transportation. What do we have for answers? All right. Well, we wagered uh, 20 points on this one. Uh, we were toying around with a couple things, uh, but we ended up with ice skates. Um, I believe um, Bombardier, the uh, developer, uh, at least they're one of the largest manufacturers of snowmobiles, uh, started in Canada. So we said hmm. snowmobile. We had 10 points on our wager. Invented in Canada by Bombardier, it is a snowmobile. Yeah, fair enough. I don't speak French. When Jeff said that, I was like, why would they use a snowmobile? I don't think you understand Canada. In an or- orchestration. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we went with it. But glad, you, glad, glad, blah, blah, blah. Well, glad we did. It, it goes Speaking tongues vroom, over here. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's awesome. Oh, that's true. Vroom, vroom, vroom. That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's our second one, Taiwanese baseball. What Taiwanese infielder made Vince Scully's day when he hit his first major league single? Uh, we wagered uh, zero on this one, so we declined to answer. Uh, so we were going to wager zero, and then we figured maybe it's a trick. And so we were like, oh, let's just throw an Oakland 5 on there. So we threw an Oakland 5, had no idea when we heard the question, but we thought maybe a clue in it was, was the word day, because we've heard uh, other... Um, Asian athletes with the name having day in their name so we didn't know though we just went with O'Day as our answer okay um, the clue was single oh. um, and looking at this this is now I think but this is a tiny bit ra- racist but anyway the guy's name is Chin Lung Hu huh. and when he hit his signal Vince Scully got to say who's on first no. oh I see okay yeah Ching Lung Hu uh, yes our third one Greece named his Air Force Academy for what flying mythical figure who unfortunately is best known for crashing. All right. We went uh, big 30 on this one and we went with Icarus. Yep. Flew too close to the sun and his wax wings melted. Uh, we put 20 on it. We said Icarus. It is Icarus. The Everly Brothers fell asleep in one. Alanis had a much more adult date in one. Where were they? All right, we had 10 on this one, and I uh, went off the uh, You Ought to Know uh, lyrics, and we went with movie theater. All right, and uh, we had 10 on this one, and uh, we said that uh, Dave Coulier did not want her to cut it out, and we just said theater, not movie theater. It, yeah. is, it is a theater, specifically yeah. a movie theater, but theater is fine. And finally, meant as an April Fool's joke, Mattel eventually sold empty boxes purporting to contain what character's invisible plane all right, we went with 20 on this one as well, and uh, that's Wonder Woman's plane. Yep, uh, I remember cool graphics of Linda Carter just kind of hovering in the air. Uh, we went Wonder Woman. Absolutely Wonder Woman. So that's that. All right, so we're just going to tabulate some scores here. So after tabulating the scores for the game, it looks like uh, Team Nightman Slummeth uh, is going to have 225 points. And uh, flying high in their invisible plane is going to be Team Damon with 240 points and today's cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. 
job. You just had us on the wagers there. Yeah, and yeah, we really uh, snowmobile helped. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we didn't really know what to wager. Um, I think we were going to go really conservative originally. We were going to go all five, so we would have lost. But um, I'm glad Jeff convinced us to put something on board. Yeah, uh, Paul, great questions. Thanks. Uh, Thanks. It was a lot of fun. Yes. No, this was great. We'll have to have you back again. And you said uh, Trivia Hall of Fame is where people can come and get uh, 12 questions a day. Yeah. And there's a weekly 12 as well with a theme. But yeah, no, it's, uh, if you enjoyed this, you'll definitely enjoy uh, TriviaHallOfFame.com, I think. Oh, wonderful. Uh, and uh, John, uh, any plugs for you? Would you like to say hi to your, your daughter or anything? Or? <laughs> yeah. Jenna, Abby, and Eli, and... Uh... Also to my uh, trivia team, Irish Wristwatch. Um, oh, that's you. Yeah. Your Irish Wristwatch. We just, <laughs> we just figured. And Je- we, Jenna, Abby, and Eli, my heartfelt apologies. <laughs> <laughs> we just figure is the hardest word or like team name to say. So Jason quickly changed it to Gaelic timepieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good. <laughs> so thanks again. Yeah, no, thank you for coming. Uh, anytime, I know you said you're, you have engagements on Monday, but anytime you're welcome to come hang out with us. Um, uh, Mondays, but uh, yeah, anything else, guys? I mean, that was a great, great game. A lot of great questions. Uh, I think what we're going to do is actually have Paul. Um, maybe he can give us some questions for a bonus uh, episode or something. So yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I guess uh, let's, let's close the uh, the game and uh, get that pizza, the pizza song. Oh yes, for, for the end clip. Give me a pizza. <laughs> you're right. Uh, so yeah. So for Matt, who is hanging out with Elon Musk, getting some new hardware. Uh, Jeff, Ken, John, and our special guest host, Paul. My name was Neil, and that was Triviality.